Welcome to the Get Clear with Crystal Ware podcast, the place where we get clear on our goals, own our worth, and learn to be the CEOs of our own lives. I'm your host, Crystal Ware, lawyer and former Fortune 500 corporate leader who found the confidence to say goodbye to a lucrative career and start my own business. Now I'm opening up the playbook and sharing everything I've learned to get you there faster. It may not be easy, but it will always be worth it because you are made for more. So put on your big girl pants, jump on board, and let's reach for the stars. Are you ready to get clear? Welcome back to another episode of Get Clear with Crystal Ware. And today on the show, it's just me, Crystal, diving into something that is so important to women, something that I care so much about because I had to learn so many of these things on my own, grow, evolve, root into myself, get clear on the value and how to get the money you deserve. And when doing this, I started you know, thinking about what are the steps? What are the things that women really, really, really need to know? And not at the surface level, right? Because at the surface level, you know, you can just Google, you can just read up on the internet. You can just find stuff on your own, but it's going that extra step, going really deep, really far into understanding why women hold themselves back. What are the cultural issues that we're facing? What are the personal issues that we're facing? What are the environmental factors that affect us? And I came up with a six-step framework to help you, you, any one of you that are listening, whether you're a male, a female, non-binary, this applies to everyone. Of course, I primarily work with women because those are the people that, you know, seem to be aligned with my personality, my background, and that is where I find we need the most help, but there are certainly men out there that also need help. So this can apply to anybody, but it is my six step framework to help you get the biggest raise of your career. And because I really like acronyms and I think acronyms are helpful for people to remember stuff. I created a fun acronym. Yes. With the help of chat GTP because I kept coming up with stuff that just wasn't that simplistic or wasn't easy enough. So I had ChatGTP help me root in and get clear on what it was that would make the most sense and be the most logical and useful for other people. So my framework is called earn it, earn it, because that's what we want to do. We want to earn those dollars, get a big raise, see how we can elevate our lives, get the money that we deserve, be paid what we're worth and live the life that we want to lead. Okay. So without further ado, we are going to dive right in. So number one is E for establish a positive money mindset. Okay. There are a lot of people out there who don't understand that this is actually the foundation of your financial success. The positive money mindset is what will empower you to break through any self-limiting beliefs and embrace the abundance of who you are and what you are. 
It's knowing that you are not only worthy, but also deserving of being compensated for your true value. Okay. When we talk about a a positive money mindset, we need to understand that at least in America, when we think about money, there is a lot of negative connotations that go along with that. Think about your parents saying money doesn't grow on trees. That's for the rich. These kind of things that get embedded in our psyches and how we view money, we don't talk about money. These are very negative views and negative feelings about money. And what really shifted my mind on this was the amazing, amazing, amazing uh, Japanese money philosopher, Ken Honda, who wrote a book called Happy Money. And that if you love your money, if you appreciate your money, if you talk positive about your money, then you are more likely going to attract more money. If we have negative feelings about it, if we have fear around money, what it means, how you get it, money is so hard, it's hard to get more money, then we are going to be putting roadblocks in our mind. So E is all about diving into what are your money stories, What are the things that you may associate with money that is negative and how can you clear those pathways up so that you see that money is really a neutral object? Money is just a tool to move things forward. It is not good. It is not bad. It is just a thing. And when we treat it as such, we don't loathe it. We don't have to love it. We can appreciate it. But we don't have all these negative connotations that will hold us back. And the other thing that I like to encourage people to do is to find an abundance meditation. I actually created abundance meditation. Maybe that will be one of the next um, solos that we go through. But finding an abundance meditation that you can practice on, that you can do on a walk, in the car, whatever, that will help change your mindset about money really helps as well. But the starting point for valuing yourself, for getting your self-worth right, is your positive money mindset. So that is E for establishing the positive money mindset. Then A for asserting your value and owning your worth. This is step two. And this is equally important after you get your money stories and your money mindsets right. You got to assess your value and own your worth. We have to know where we are, what we've done, and what is going to make a difference. And the biggest way that you can do that is having proof, proof of what you're worth by creating a template of all the things that you've accomplished, all the reasons that you're amazing, all of the um, financial acumen that you have, anything that you have accomplished in your career, any um, certifications, any education that you have, all of these things go into assessing your worth and your value. And once you start writing those things down, I think you're going to be like, holy moly, I am a badass person. I have done a lot more things than I thought. I have achieved so much in the last six months, the last year, and overall in my career. And when you see that, 
you're going to value yourself the way you should be valuing yourself. Okay. This is really, really important. And you can do this in the form of an impact tracker um, or what, however you want to do it in a, in a spreadsheet in the course that I've been working on that uh, will eventually launch when all the other projects that I'm working on are launched. Um, then we will go through that. I created an impact tracker. I have all of these tools ready to go and I'm using them helping my one-on-one clients, but you can also find stuff on the internet that will help you because two of the biggest mistakes I see women making are underestimating how much they do, how much they know, and how much they have achieved, and then not sharing their achievements. Self-promotion is not bragging, okay? Promoting yourself is important, but you have to also see and track what you're doing. And what came into focus for me originally on this is that years ago, as one of my duties in uh, running the team that I was running was helping um, my business colleagues and legal colleagues go through the insurance provisions and contracts and making sure that our vendors, that our contracts with um, where we had customers in all kinds of the contracts that we worked on, that everything was aligned and was seamlessly uh, plugged in from point A to point Z. And so I realized I'm, I'm doing a lot of these contract reviews. Um, and this is really just one little piece of my uh, job. And when so much of what I was doing is what I call, you know, gray, it's not like something you can attach a KPI to. I said, this is something that's really, really easy for me to track. So I just started plugging in each and every contract that I went to, which business unit, which legal entity that I worked with. And then I quickly saw the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of contracts that I was working on every year. And this was very easy for me to go and show my boss and say, this would leverage the um, capabilities I have. And not only that, but then that built this wealth and this huge, broad, um, spectrum of how many contracts I've actually worked on in my career. And I didn't even start that, um, until probably three or four years in and, you know, just seeing the monumental amount of contracts that I've touched, they're like, wow, I really am an expert. There's not going to be that many people out here that have looked at these exact kind of provisions in this kind of industry with this volume. There just aren't. And so that gave me a lot of confidence to say, I really know what's going on and doing the same for yourself is really important. So number two, assessing your value and owning your worth. Number three, R for research, market trends, and industry compensation. This means what are they actually paying in the market and the industry that you're in? So what job segment are you in and what industry are you in and what region are you in and what are other jobs paying in those ways? You cannot evaluate what you should be getting paid in a vacuum, not at just your company, not at just your region. You have to look at all the factors and there are a ton of available resources online that you can be looking at that for. And once you see what, you know, you can, what all is out there, then you can create a range for yourself that's a low, mid, and high point. And depending on the other factors of what you're looking for and why you're looking, then you have something to really base it on. You know, I've seen people where it was a huge win for them to get a job they wanted 
that actually was a 5% reduction in what they were being paid because they were moving into a new type of job. They were moving into a totally new industry where they didn't have the expertise, where they didn't have the background. And then there were other times where I've seen somebody that was going to take a job. And once we started doing the research on what else was out there, we saw not only did the industry call for a 50% higher salary than what they were, she was being offered 50% higher. Okay. So friends, to put that in perspective, if it was 50,000, 50% higher would have been $75,000, $25,000 difference. Not only was that what the industry was paying, but this company in another region was paying even more than the average industry. And they simply were offering her the low end to see what they could get by with. So it's really important that you do your research and understand what all is out there. Okay, so R for market research. N is navigating compensation and defining your targets. This is really critical to know what you want because we can say, what we're worth, we can say what the market is paying, what the industry is paying, what this particular job is paying. But we need to understand what is important to us. What is the minimum I will move for? What is the mid that I hope for? And what is the max that would be the total dream stretch win? Okay. It's really important that we identify our own goals so that we are not moved by the excitement of a job opportunity, okay? Because sometimes I've seen that people get really wrapped up in the offer, that the people seem really interested and that feels so good and it's so exciting. The possibility of a new job, especially if you don't like where you're at, that's where I see that a lot. So we need to understand what it is that we would consider fair for our skills and all the other factors and what's the minimum and what is the stretch, And then on top of that, we need to dive into all of the compensation types, okay? Because salary is just one piece of the puzzle. You need to make a well-rounded 360-degree decision that has all of the key elements in it. Your base salary, you got bonuses, you might have stock options, paid time off, health and wellness benefits, your performance bonus, maybe there's a signing bonus to be negotiated, tuition reimbursement, sign-on, um, childcare assistance, commuter benefits, um, all kinds of different commodities and benefits and compensation that go into a total package. So a lot of people just get focused on the salary and forget about the other things. Well, there was one particular job that was a director level position in oil and gas industry at a particular company where I knew that the bonus could often be 100, meaning doubling your salary, or 200, which is two times your salary in bonus. So salary was one piece, and that was the guaranteed piece. But then there was potential for this huge bonus, which wasn't clearly defined in the front end of the discussion. But because of my knowledge of the industry, 
and people that I've just worked with over the years, I knew that this could be a huge piece of the compensation. So really identifying that when you're looking at it, I mean, a, a bonus is not guaranteed. So some people would say a bird in the hand, get more salary. Um, but if you get a strong salary and a huge potential for a bonus, it can be a, a you know, a, a huge victory, honestly. Um, and then you need to ask the questions of how often is it paid out? What ratio is it paid out? There's a lot of other questions that go along with that too. Um, I had another young girl that I was talking with recently who was offered um, no bonus. And that's not uncommon for entry-level positions or, or straight out of college positions. But if you know that other people in the industry are offering it, you can always ask. And and she asked and she got a little bit of a signing bonus and a um, small agreement um, of a potential um, annual bonus. So those are all things that you need to think about and so when we talk about it, N is for navigating compensation and defining your tar targets and not just salary, all compensation. And then we're going to move on to the it. I is improving communication, interview, and negotiation skills because those are equally important. On paper, you can look absolutely amazing, but how you communicate, how you communicate your skills, how you sell yourself, how you negotiate, how you interview are going to play a factor in what they offer you and then how they view you on the continuum of what they, uh, the pay range that they have for that job. So it is really important that you not only, you know, work on your interview skills, work on the questions that you're going to ask, because sometimes that's more important than everything else is they want to see that you're curious, that you've done your re your research, that you have good questions, that you're invested in and knowing enough about the job that you come ready with some questions. So here's an example, um, you know, of how you could work on this because clarity is key, okay? So if somebody tells you, or asked you, can you tell me your top three achievements for the year? And you say something like, I handled one project for this group. It was legal, I think. And they we had a pretty good result on our team presentation and some decent client results. That lacks specificity. It lacks clarity. The achievements are vague. They do not have concrete or measurable detailed outcomes. So you need to be prepared with concrete detailed, clear examples of what you have achieved, okay? Because you're likely going to be asked that in an interview, okay? Being concise is important, not talking too much, having concrete skills, saying something very concrete when you're asked a question or the questions that you're asking to somebody else, speaking correctly, coherently, completeness for your conviction of what you're talking about being courteous. All of these things in communication are really, really, really important. So you want to work on all of those things, thinking out loud, mastering your nonverbal, having a good resume, all of these things count and creating a good story. What is the story and arc of your career? What are the highlights that you would want to pull out for somebody? Leveraging your company knowledge and your expertise having a checklist before and after your interview of what you want to talk about, what you want to hit. And then comes the art of negotiation. That means you may get offered a job 
And how are you going to actually negotiate it? And ladies, I'm here to tell you. And actually, when I was uh, speaking with somebody, um, oh, that was just on the podcast that just aired, Kelly Thompson. And I asked her, how often do people expect you to negotiate? They always expect you to negotiate. Now, sometimes they may say, this is the highest and the best salary that we have to give. And they mean it. But just because you ask and push the issue does not mean they're going to turn your back on you. They expect you to negotiate and you should negotiate. And I think I would probably pin it at at least eight times out of 10 when you get, when you are provided with a initial um, salary or offer, you can do better at least 80% of the time. So you should always be asking. But what's important to note on there when I talk about that, I call it the levers that you want to pull. You can't be going in and asking about every single thing, negotiating Every, I mean, at certain levels, you can. If you are a director or executive, believe me, they are negotiating on 12 different points of their compensation package because it's that robust and it's that competitive. I don't think for the rest of us average people like myself that you are going to be negotiating on that many points. You're going to be talking about two or three points. Find out what are the most important to you. Is it salary? Is it bonus? Is it time off? Is it work remote? Think about those and negotiate them and get what you believe is the best. And then draw the line in the sand with things that you're not going to accept, right? That is very, very, very important when it comes to the I in earn it. Improving your communication, interview, and negotiating skills. All right? And then the very last one that we will talk about in my six part framework is T for take charge and make the big ask. And this applies, I mean, really all of these can be applied to whether you're getting a new job, negotiating a new job or negotiating a raise. It's asking for it. If you're going out for a new job, asking for what you want. If you're looking for a raise, you have to take charge and go in there and ask for it. Okay. You need to set the stage. You know what works best for your company, but there are certain times of the year that make more sense. The number one being before your annual performance review, setting the stage for your expectations. If you know that performance reviews start in November, then maybe you want to go in and talk 45 days before that. So end of uh, September, early October and say, you know, I know what I've done and achieved in the last years, and I will be happy to put that all together in my performance review, but I will be expecting a raise, a merit raise, something above average, set the stage on how you need to talk about that and ask when is the appropriate time to talk about that, or if they want to wait until the actual um, performance review evaluation period. A lot of times, I think it's good to get out ahead of it, but you need to ask. And there's no, there could be better times, but the fact is if you're, if, if where you're sitting on compensation is making you feel bad about yourself or making you unhappy in the job, there's no bad time to ask, right? If you've achieved something great, if you've done something wonderful, if you know that other people are looking to poach you and hire you away, or it's a very competitive environment in the job and the task that you have, then you know what? Ask, make the big ask, be prepared with what you're asking for 
don't, you know, because your, your boss may come and just say, what exactly are you looking for, Katie? Hey, Ken, what do you really feel that you need? You need to be prepared. Are you looking for a 10% raise? Are you looking for $5,000? What is it that you're looking for? And then have those supporting facts. And that goes back to one of the other pieces in the framework, knowing your worth, having your impact tracker, having the things that you've accomplished, having those supporting facts that are ready so that you can say all the things that you've done and be ready to present that and support who you are, what you are, and why you're asking for a raise, okay? These are really important things. You need to understand that getting what you want takes courage and it takes some amount of skill and preparation. So that is it. My six-part framework for getting the biggest raise or getting the biggest number at your new job that you could ever want to see. When you put in play, earn it, you will be able to crush it. You will be able to go in there and clearly explain with good conscience, good confidence, and good courage what you want and why you deserve it. So implement it, earn it. E, establish a positive money mindset. A, assert your value and own your worth. R, research market trends and industry compensation. N, navigate comp packages, options, and define what your targets are. I, improve your communication, interview, and negotiating skills today. And T, take charge. Ask for what you deserve, okay? And that is how you best prepare yourself. And that is how you go out there and you make the big dollars. Because you've, if you're sitting on the sidelines and seeing your other friends getting paid what you feel you're worth, it's usually not because they're that much better or that much special, you know, more special than you are. It's just because they know what they're worth. They have aligned their mentality and their mindset around money, and they've gotten up the courage to go and ask for it. And if your current company doesn't want to pay it, there sure as heck is somebody out there that will. I mean, we're just in a time when there are so many great job opportunities and People, companies should be holding on to you and valuing you the way that you value yourself. Otherwise, you need to get out there and find another job because there are many opportunities out there. Um, and I know that may not always apply if you're in a really small town or you only can work remote, but there are a lot of opportunities. And I am a firm believer that where there is a will, there is a way. If you are not 100% satisfied with where you are, what you're making, or whatever other factors are out there, then find another way. Don't just accept it as the way it is. Now, if you want to get paid more, but you love 80% of your job, that's something to consider too. Money is not the end-all be-all. There are many things out there, many factors, especially for working moms and women. There are other factors that go into it where money is just not the, the only thing. But you also need to talk about all those other benefits, work remote, flexible schedule, flexible hours, paid time off, sick time leave, all of those things, those can be replaced with the dollar conversation. We can use the same strategies as to why we want to ask for all of these other things that will make our lives better, more enjoyable, make our work life more balanced, 
It's not just about money. And those are all the things that I talk about with the ladies that I help coach and mentor. And if you need any help, I am always here. Keep tuning in. Be sure that you follow me on LinkedIn because I share a lot of tips and trips about this as well. And be on the lookout because at some point in the next month or two, I am going to be launching a new platform and a new website, 100% focused on health, wealth, and everything in between. No nonsense guidance to help women get where they need to go um, that will be more lifestyle-based. So really about working out, health, wellness, career, um, kids, all kinds of stuff. Um, Because like you guys, I am multifaceted. I am multifocused, multi-passionate. And so I want to talk about all the things that I think are interesting that make our lives go round and that will help you live the best life that you can live. So stay tuned until next time. And don't forget, share this episode with a friend. If you found value in it, follow us, leave us a, a review. It is so meaningful to us. Keep getting clear and we'll see you later. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to create a career you love, get the salary you deserve and build the confidence to live life on your own terms, sign up for my free newsletter where you'll get actionable tips to raise your worth, build your wealth, create freedom, and create a life you absolutely love. Head over to crystalwaremedia.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes and join thousands of others making their dreams a reality. Whether you're just embarking on the journey or well on your way, the Worthful newsletter has something for you. See you next week.